welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Luke chapter 24 is where we'll be reading. Luke chapter 24 is where we'll be reading. Luke chapter 24, verses 28 through 35, reads as follows. So they drew near to the village to which they were going, and he, being Jesus, acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward the evening. And the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Y'all hear, read this. And their eyes were opened. And they finally, I added the finally part. I added that. And they finally recognized him. And then he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn with us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. There's a topic for this morning's sermon. The topic is he was there all the time. He was there all the time. Look at somebody. Look, type it in the screen. He was there all the time. He was there. He was there. He was there. I feel like preaching a little bit. (laughs) It's Pentecost Sunday. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) He was there all the time. Don't holler, boy. Don't holler. Anybody want to come out and watch us play basketball? What is it, next Sunday? I mean, next Saturday? Yeah, everybody want to come out. He was there all the time. I might have to dunk on Deacon Nick's. Break some mic. Yeah, I mean. Go that's all I got. I'm going to have three knee braces. <laughs> three knee braces on each one. Anyway, he was there. He was there. He was there all the time. We've been walking through a series on grief. We've been walking through a series on grief. Psychologists say that there are five stages to this thing called grief. Denier, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. We talked about denial from the perspective of these two who were walking on the road to Emmaus with Jesus. And we talked about denial in the pers- from the perspective of how the disciples were staying busy. The, the women who came to the tomb, they stayed busy to try to get into the activity of denying the fact that they had lost someone that they loved. And then um, we talked about it from the perspective of Peter wanting another chance to have the ability to apologize for the one that he disappointed. Hmm. Talked about anger being a second, secondary emotion, you know. Talked about anger being a secondary emotion. That there's something always felt first before you feel anger. These are the stages of grief. There's something always felt before you feel anger. Something else is always there. It might be sadness. It might be hurt. It might be disappointment. It might be shame. But something else is always there before you feel anger. We talked about bargaining for two weeks. We talked about negotiating with God for what we want individually and holding up people's deliverance. 
talked about bar bargaining from the perspective of asking God for what we want collectively, holding up people's freedom. Mm. And today we're talking about depression. But depression, the conversation about depression. When we talk about depression, it doesn't have to be depressing. <laughs> when we talk about depression, it doesn't have to be depressing. Sometimes it's important, saints, for us to name what we're dealing with so that we can truly take it to the Lord in prayer. You're not touched. Say amen, somebody. You're not going through some things. You're not being an Eeyore. You're not just a little down or sad. Sometimes you have to name the fact that you are actually feeling the feelings of depression. And that depression has been brought on by grief. According to the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health, the main symptoms and signs of depression are the following. Persistent sadness. Write it down if you want to. Persistent sadness or anxious and empty feelings or moods. Feelings of hopelessness or pessimism. Feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or helplessness. Loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities that were once enjoyable. Decreased energy increased fatigue, or feeling like you're being slowed down. Stay with me, y'all. Insomnia or early morning awakenings, or even that you sleep a little bit longer than you typically do and have a hard time, you know, getting out of bed. <laughs> appetite or weight loss, appetite uh, withdrawal or weight loss, or overeating and sudden weight gain. Thoughts of death or suicide or even attempts of the same. Restlessness or irritability. Stay with me. Stay with me. Talking about depression doesn't have to be depressing. Stay with me. Restlessness or irritability. Persistent physical symptoms that do not respond to treatment such as headaches, digestive disorders, or chronic pain. Saints, I will offer, if you're dealing with some of, these, some of these symptoms, if you're dealing with some of these experiences, it may not just be that you are feeling a little down. And I'm here today to lift this shroud, this facade, to say that we have to always be the strong one. Sometimes it's important for us to name the fact that we are dealing with something that we simply cannot handle by ourselves. The Bible tells us that when we are weak, it is then that God can be strong within us. He will make us strong because the power that he gives us to accept the fact that we can't do it by ourselves will give us the power to say, Lord, I depend on you again. I can't do this. Depression, depression, depression. Some of the, lead, the leading trigger of depression, saints, is grief and loss. And the disciples were blinded. 
by this grief and loss. The disciples were blinded from seeing Jesus, and they were blinded from seeing Jesus simply because they had gone through, they were going through this feeling of depression. If you go back to Luke chapter 24, up in verse, verse number 28, you'll see that all throughout this time where Jesus was talking with them, they, he was there with them all the time. He had communicated with them. He was walking with them, but they couldn't see him. And sometimes present saints, the presence of people that bring the presence of God into our lives become so familiar that we miss seeing God when God is right there with us all the time. Why? Because we are shrouded. Our eyes are closed because we don't have what we think we want. We're depressed. But Jesus is there with you in your depression. Jesus walked with them, but they couldn't see him. He was standing right next to them and asked them, what are you talking about? But they couldn't recognize the, the presence of God. Why? Because they were shrouded in depression. He listened to them. He listened to them talking. He asked them what was going on in their lives. Literally said, what things? What are you dealing with? How can I help you? How can I help you lighten this load? And they couldn't see Jesus because they were surrounded by their own feelings of depression. Sometimes, I wrote it down, sometimes we talk so much and we call it prayer when in all actuality all we're doing is talking ourselves out of depression into more sadness. Sometimes we think we're praying when we're actually just talking to ourselves. We are not at all talking to Jesus. But he is there, right there, the whole... Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We call it prayer. But we're really just talking ourselves in circles. Jesus taught them the scriptures. <laughs> he taught them the scriptures. He walked with them and taught them the scriptures in his own voice. In his own voice. <laughs> the one that they were familiar with. Their rabbi. The one whose dust they followed so closely. Calm down, sir. They followed so closely that, that, that they were covered in the dust of their rabbi. They had heard his voice when they woke up. They heard his voice when they went to sleep. And as he opened up the scripture to them, they still could not recognize that Jesus was there the whole time. Sometimes, saints, when you go to the word, the word has gotten so familiar to you that you can't even see the Lord in his word. Ah, my God. Oh, you miss God in his word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you are so familiar with scripture that you miss the revelation of the word of God. You've gotten so religious that you have lost, holy God of Israel, your relationship. The word's gotten familiar to you. The word's gotten familiar to you. They listened to him that they couldn't recognize him. 
Whew, they were in the scripture. And it says in verse 27, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures concerning himself, but they still didn't see Jesus, but he was there the whole time. He was even kind to them. He showed them hospitality. And as, if you look back in verse number 28, it says, so they drew near to the village to which they were going. And Jesus, it says, he acted like. You see it? He acted like he had somewhere else to go. <laughs> acted like he had somewhere else to go when all he wanted was to sit right here next to you. I ain't got nowhere else to be but right here with you. He acted like he had somewhere else to go. He acted like he had something else to do. But all he wanted was your presence. He acted like he had something else to do, somewhere to be. But all he wanted was just to sit with you, to spend time with you. And you still don't recognize the presence of the king. He acted like, and so he submitted himself to the law of the land, which is the law of hospitality. When you walk with someone for a long time and the day is far spent, the law of hospitality says you invite them into your home. And after Jesus walked with them for so long, after he had listened to them all day long, it had gotten dark. It was growing dark in the day. And they had to. They were required simply because of the law of hospitality. They were required to invite him in the house to wash his feet to share with him a meal, and to give him a place of rest. They were doing what they were required to do by culture's standard, and they still missed Jesus. They saw culture, but they missed Jesus. They saw a requirement to go to church, help us God, but they missed They knew how to operate in the spiritual disciplines, but they missed Jesus. They missed Jesus. Oh, my God. They would pray and they would fast and they would read and they would struggle. They would do all of the things that were required for them to do. And Jesus was there all the time, but all they could see was their sadness, their depression, and their religion. But when they heard... Him bless the bread. And when they saw him break it. And when they were served by the master. <laughs> then their eyes above. And their eyes were open. <laughs> when he blessed the bread. When he broke the bread, when he served the ones that had followed him, it was then that their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But in that moment, as soon as they saw him, he vanished from their sight. Some of us have gotten so used to religious activity that we've missed the presence of God in that activity. 
Some of us have gotten so used to coming to church that we miss the presence of God in the church that we come to. Some of us have gotten so used to our office and our significance in the place of worship that we miss the presence of God and the reason for our office and for our service. Some of us have gotten so used to bringing our children to the king that we have not brought ourselves to the king in decades. God's been walking with us. God's been talking with us. God's been listening to us. God's been teaching us the scripture. God's even been kind to us and submitting God's self to our cultural standards. And we've missed God every time. We are blind to God's presence because we haven't gotten what we wanted. But on this Pentecost Sunday, I'm believing God for everyone worshiping with us virtually and physically that we will experience the tangible power and presence of God again. God's going to bring us back to the place where we see Jesus. Hallelujah. I wish I had a church right there. When I see Jesus, he's going to bring us back to the place where we see Jesus, where we experience God's power because he's right here with us all of the time, where we experience God's anointing. There it is right there because he's right here with us all the time when we open up the scripture again and we read the words of the book that knows us better than we know ourselves it changes us hallelujah slow down david it changes us into the image of god by the spirit of god because we read the word of god and it jumps out of the pages of the bible it jumps off of the phone and we see ourselves the way that god sees us and we submit and say oh lord have mercy hallelujah on me Woo, i want to see him saints i want to see him I want to see him because when it happened, after they finally got through all of the things that shrouded their, their ability to see God, after they had gotten through the emotion of their loss, after they had gotten through the emotion, the feelings of their grief, it says in Acts chapter 2, that when the day of Pentecost, come on church, had fully come, they were all together in one place. The depressed ones that had been scattered had come together in one place. The church that had followed Jesus had come back together. I wish I had a church in one place. The ones that were worshiping here and there and everywhere, they had finally come back together in one place. Why? Because they had seen Jesus. <laughs> They'd seen Jesus. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. <clears throat> suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. You got to rumble on that, John, right there. <laughs> suddenly there came a sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there came a sound as they were worshiping together, as they had come back together. As they had learned to believe God again. As they had learned to experience the power of God again. As their depression was lifted because they were willing to see Jesus again. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. 
and it filled all the earth where they were sitting. Hallelujah. And it sat upon each of them. The Holy Ghost had come for them. They had turned from believing something external and God was calling them to believe in themselves. Sat upon each of them and they were all filled with what they saw out there. They were filled with it in here. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And then, and then, the ones that were out there that were still scattered that came back just to check out the scene. The ones that were out there that were still scattered but came back to see his Redeemer still together. The the ones that were out there still scattered trying to figure out if this is still the place where the Lord's hand is. The The ones out there still scattered trying to find their way back home. The Bible says, and they were amazed and astonished. Ain't that Deacon George? I know who he is, but he talking in a different language. Every time I see this man talk, he talking hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus. He didn't have to do it for me, but he did. Every time I see Sister Kim speaking, she is not speaking in a language that we saw or we knew before. But every time I see her, she is giving God praise, giving God glory. Ain't that, ain't that trusty Monique? Every time I see her, I see her with her hands lifted, giving God praise. Ain't that Deacon Nick? Every time I see him, he got his eyes wide open, giving God glory. Got his eyes, giving God. Ain't, ain't that, ain't that the one? Ain't, ain't that, ain't that the one? Ain't that the one? <laughs> ain't that the one? Yeah, I know they left, but God is still with them. <laughs> I know that they departed but God is still with you. I know that you've gone through some pain and some grief and some fear and some loss, but the depression that you have walked through, God has brought us through. Hallelujah. I wish I had a praiser right there. I wish I had a praiser right there that would praise God for lifting you out of the depression that you have allowed yourself to walk through all these I wish I had a praiser right there that would allow your mouth to give God glory for what he has brought you through through many dangers many toils many snares I have already come it was grace that brought me safe that's far and it's grace It's going to lead me. It's going to lead me. (laughs) Holy God, I bless you. Hey, hey, praise him now. Praise him now. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, I was depressed, but now I'm free. (laughs) Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah, I was sad, but now I'm free. Yeah, I was upset, but now I'm free. He brought me through it. Oh my. 
The disciples had to walk through their grief. I wish I had a praiser right there. I really do. <laughs> Wonderful is his name. Wonderful is his name. Wonderful. Hey. Stop. The disciples had to walk through their grief to get to Pentecost. The disciples had to walk through their grief to get to the presence. They couldn't get to the presence unless they accepted and admitted that they had lost sight of Jesus. My Lord had to face their denial. They had to deface their anger. They had to deface. They had to face. They're bargaining and they had to face their depression to get to the acceptance of the fact that what happened to Jesus had to happen. Had to happen. It had to happen. If it didn't happen and you wouldn't experience the power of God, not through him, but through you. Through you, through you, as they walked through their depression, they were revived again. As they walked through their depression, they were healed again. As they walked through their depression, God restored the joy of their salvation. But they had to go through it. And that revival that God gave them, I feel like preaching. That revival that God gave them was not a restoration of things that were. Lord, I bless you. The revival and restoration was not a restoration of things that were. God brought them not to a renewed belief in him. God brought them to a renewed belief in them. Thank you. I'm not discounting the power of God. I'm not. But I'm saying the greater one is inside of you. Don't look to the pastor to do it. It's you that God is waiting for. Hallelujah. Don't look to the trustee. It's you that God is with. Don't look to the deacon. It's you that God is waiting. Pentecost is here right now. And that means the power of God is in you right now to change the world forever. What you waiting on? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? What you waiting on? Why are you still bound? In the belief of others to do what God commanded you to do. Ah, help us, Jesus. Why are you still waiting for things external to you when God has called you to do it? 
You, you, you. You're the one that's supposed to write the song. You're the one that's supposed to write the book. And get it published by a reputable publisher. You heard what I said. The season for self-publishing. Y'all do what you want to do. But I believe that God is calling us to change the world with the influencers of our day. And you can do it. You're the one that's supposed to start that business. And not just start it, but make it an enduring enterprise. You're the one that's supposed to start that ministry and allow for that ministry to change lives right here but not just right here, around the world. You're the one, you're the one, you're the one that is supposed to be doing what you've been praying for somebody else to do. For all of these years, Pentecost is here to revive us so that we see Christ in us. Not around us, not through others, but in us, in you, and in me. The world is hungry for the living bread. Lift the Savior up for men to see. Trust him and do not doubt the words that he said. What did he say? He said, I'll draw all men unto me you can shut up your praise if you want to but the words of this song says lift them up when you lift them you just might experience his power in you again you just you miss the scriptures but if you lift him you just might see revelation in the scripture again if, 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 you, if you lift him if you lift him if you lift him you just might hear the words of that song, just the song that you sing every morning. You might hear it a little bit differently, and it'll revive your soul, allowing you to see Jesus. The doors of this church are open. Lift them up. Come on, clap your hands. Give God praise. Clap your hands. Woo! Lift Jesus up. Still he speaks. From eternity. My Lord, I do bless you. We need to see you again. We need to see you again. Said if I, if I lifted up from Ooh. the earth, I'll draw I feel a praise in this house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think somebody's spirit's lifted. I think somebody sees Jesus again. All right, we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like somebody sees Jesus again. I feel like the shroud of depression has been lifted. And I feel like somebody just needs to give God praise for the losses that you've experienced. You need to give God praise because it could have gone another way. You could have been found in suicide. It could have gone. Don't God spared your life. Give him praise for it. Would you please give him praise for it? He kept you. 
when you couldn't keep yourself give him praise for would you please tell him that please please he walked you through the darkest time of your life give him please a, a thank you a thank you can you a, a hallelujah a glory to God wonderful is your name I couldn't do it by myself but I thank you for being there all the time thank you for keeping me being there all the time I thank you for delivering me being right there all the time when I saw you and when I didn't you were there all the time and I bless you I lift you I glorify you I magnify I magnify you you did it for me <laughs> you did it for me you did it for me holy 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 I don't know but in my spiritual eye I see somebody on that's watching us virtually you just can't stop the tears from flowing that's the presence of God that's the presence don't try don't try don't try to stop the tears that's the presence of God just embrace it enjoy it lean into it let the lover of your soul love you back to life again please please somebody is just trying to figure out why can't i stop these tears from flowing it's because the shroud of depression is being lifted because you're lifting him that's what's happening that's that's it's okay it's okay i'm gonna tell you to do what they told me to do blow god a kiss You love me so much. I love you back. <laughs> I, I love you back for loving me. <laughs> if there is one who's never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is your time. Today is your day. Now, right now is your time. Today is your day. You've walked through all of the things that could have taken you out. The enemy, you know the enemy had plans to destroy your life forever but you're here right now it's time for you to give your life to jesus you've never accepted the lord jesus christ as your i feel the holy ghost right here you've never accepted the lord jesus christ as your personal savior come here come here if you're in the room come here just ain't no need to be embarrassed ain't no need to be we've, we've all of us who name the name of christ have had to do what you're doing right now just come through come through you never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is your time. Today is your day. If you're in our virtual campus and you need that, that you know it's you, just tell us in a comment. Say, it's me, or put a thumbs up in the screen. We will watch and we will respond. We promise. You can't live this life with, in Christ all by yourself. If you, if you have already accepted Jesus Christ, but you know you've walked away, you know you have, come back home, please. Don't be out there no more. Stop. Don't be out there no more. Come back home. Come back home. You don't have to be one of those who come back on special days. Come back home. This is home. Come back. Come back to Jesus. If you're on the screen, just come come now. Come down. If you're on the screen, type it in and say, hey, it's me. Put a thumbs up in there. I appreciate you, good brother. <laughs> come on back home. Come on back home. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Come on back home. 
Come on back home. Only God can do these things. Only God can do these things. Come on back home. It's cool. That's all we need. That's, that's what we need. We got to do it together. We have got to do this work together. Yeah, if you're on the screen, just put a thumbs up in or just tell us. Let us know. Let us know it's you. I'm trying to come back home. I've been out here for far too long. It's time to come back home. And if you need, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. If you need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. I'll try again. If you need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. If you want to join this church and walk with us as we walk with God, come through. Just come on down. Come down. Come down the aisle or put it in the screen. Just put your th- thumbs up in there. Whatever you need. Yeah. Oh, yes. He will give you brand new life. New life abundantly. Oh.